This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Uh, this is Tuesday, April 18th. That is tax day. Tax day is late this year. Uh, get your taxes in. This is the day. Can't wait. Get them in there. The, all those new IRS stages, they got to get busy auditing. So you got to get your taxes in so they can start auditing you. I used to call this... Uh, Thank a rich person day. This is the day everybody should thank the rich because the rich pay more than their fair share. It's the biggest lie in uh, the American political system is that the rich don't pay their fair share. You'll hear every Democrat say that. They know it's not true. Everybody knows it's not true. I'm looking at the most recent numbers. The uh, top 1%, um, they earn 21% of all U.S. income. They pay 40% of federal income taxes. 1% pay 40%. The top 10% earn 48% of the income and pay 71% of federal income taxes. It is actually true that the rich don't pay their fair share. They pay much, much more than their fair share. If I could uh, wave a magic wand and change one thing about our system of, uh, of, of taxing um, income taxes, I'd say I- instead of uh, uh, confiscating the money out of people's paychecks, if people had to write a check you know, every month to the federal government and see exactly how much they're paying and uh, don't get a check back at the end of the year, get money back. Gee, how are you going to spend your refund money? Um, that's your money. That was your money when you earned it. If people had to actually write a check to the government, they would feel the pain and there'd be a lot fewer Democrats and more Republicans because we pay way too much in taxes. At least the people who earn money do, uh, that would be a good idea. As Robert says in the comment line, end withholding. Someday there'll be a movement to end withholding. It'll fail, but, uh, that would be the most effective way to get people to bail en masse on the Democrat Party. Stop confiscating my hard-earned money. Just tell me what I owe at the end of the quarter or the end of the year, and I'll write a check, and it'll hurt, and people will ask, where is my money going? They would, they would revolt if they get to see it and feel it and, and, and feel the pain every quarter. But you get till, uh, I don't know, whatever, 5 p.m. today to get that check in or Biden's new army of auditors will be coming after you. Hell, they'll be coming after you anyway. Uh, but uh, we got a lot to get to on tax day. We got to get uh, update this Bud Light. I am absolutely enjoying the hell out of this. It is working. We are winning. We've been talking about this for, what, two weeks? Since Dylan Mulvaney first went into the bubble bath with his Bud Light. And I saw it on day one and said, this is going to be big. But I did worry that it'd be like a number of other uh, boycotts or uh, um, uh, movements on the part of conservatives that just fizzled out. Let's face it. We're not good at boycotts. We don't do cancel culture. That's what they do. I got my list here of people, of things, of companies, of products that have been canceled in the last few years. None have been canceled because of a conservative movement. None have been uh, canceled because of a conservative uh, boycott. This is new. This is the first and it is working. And we got, we got the details um, and it's just getting started. I honestly feel like this is different. Maybe I'm optimistic. Uh, Maybe it'll fizzle out like all the other boycotts, but I don't think so. As I've explained for weeks now, 
this is different. And uh, we'll get to we'll get to all the the people who are uh, jumping aboard the movement and those who are resisting. Predictably, there are some squishy Republicans who don't want to uh, boycott Bud Light, who don't want to push back on this uh, trans insanity. We'll give you the names, the details. Um, Chicago uh, has completely devolved into chaos, or should I say mayhem? If you didn't see what happened over the weekend, we got the video and the details. And here's what I'm going to declare today. I'm done with Chicago. As I've, I've been reluctant to say the hell with those people. That's what they voted for. Whether it's Chicago or L.A. or San Francisco, it just doesn't feel right to, to abandon like small business owners, store owners, or just innocent people who are stuck there, who can't get out. I know everyone, lots of people on my side say, get out of the, the blue areas, get out of the blue cities. But it's not that easy for some people. And to just watch them become victims and, and watch their lives be destroyed, I couldn't say the hell with them. It's, not, it's, it's their problem they voted for. But I'm going to go there this time. I'm done with Chicago. They voted for this. They voted for this absolute hideous new mayor, Brandon Johnson. We'll tell you what he had to say about the latest mayhem in Chicago and the latest video of an, of a victim, an innocent victim, just getting beaten for fun by a bunch of rambunctious youth who just lack opportunity, says Brandon Johnson. John Fetterman returned to work as, and I'm just going to say, make a prediction. It ain't going to last as he showed up in his uh, gym shorts and hooded sweatshirt and looked as uh, out of it as usual, I don't think he's in for the long haul. Elon Musk appeared on Tucker, and it was riveting. I could watch Elon Musk answer questions all day. It's just fascinating in one regard. He's the smartest guy in the world, or among the smartest guys in the world, when you consider what he's accomplished. And to just watch him form his thoughts and answer questions, I find fascinating. We have, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, the lowest of low lights from Saturday Night Live. This is it. We found it. They have reached a new low. And um, I'm going to uh, make another prediction. We got the next big thing. A black kid shot in Kansas City for uh, ringing on the wrong doorbell. That's the story. And uh, his family's all, he's uh, fighting for his life. He got shot in the head. Uh, by an 84-year-old man who looks like he might be uh, uh, about as with it as our president. Um, but uh, that's gotten a lot of politicians, a lot of the media, they're in an uproar. I just watched it, led the news on CNN. Um, but that's that's suddenly the black kid they care about. They don't care about the black kids in Chicago. They care about the black kid in Kansas City. And uh, they sure don't care about a white woman who was shot for a pulling in the wrong driveway. You won't hear about her, but God, you're going to hear a lot about Ralph Yarl, the poor 16 year old kid who was shot and is still alive. And we wish him the best, but we got to begin with Bud Light. We really do because I didn't think we'd be sitting here today, two weeks in, whatever it is, three weeks in since they first joined forces with Dylan Mulvaney, the man who the 26 year old man who likes to pretend he's a six year old girl the 26-year-old man who mocks womanhood, who was invited to the White House to sit down with Joe Biden, who received a letter 
from the vice president co- uh, congratulating him on 365 days of womanhood. Most decent people find that absurd that you would take a man pretending to be a woman, put her on a can of beer, put her in your commercials, celebrate her one year of womanhood. There's a lot of women who've had a lot more than one year of womanhood and Bud Light doesn't give a damn about them. I think the difference in this boycott, I just looked up a few of the other alleged boycotts. There's a uh, list, salon.com, a left-wing website, has a list, list which they claim were other boycotts which Republicans tried to uh, tried to start and fizzled out, faded, uh, failed. I don't remember any of them being anything like this. They list M and M's. Yeah, that was recent. Uh, Tucker Carlson gloomily announced that woke M and M's had returned, and they mentioned people being insulted that the M and M's were I don't know what were they were binary or they replaced their go go boots with sneakers. Um, the company released new packaging, which the brown M and M's um, swapped out her signature stilettos for kitten heels. Now I remember people joking about that, but there was no boycott. Most people didn't give a damn. They said it was silly. Um, Tucker said the green M&M's got her boots back, but apparently she's now a lesbian. Okay. So he joked around about nobody said we're never going to eat M&M's Oreo cookies. They blame Greg Kelly for this. Greg <laughs> Kelly says uh, he loves cookies. He's a big cookie guy, but he does not like gay cookies. Uh, Greg Kelly was just making a joke. I'm pretty sure nobody said we're never going to eat uh, Oreos again. Cracker Barrel. I don't even remember this, but they uh, <laughs> they they switched their they introduced their Impossible Sausage at Cracker Barrel for that's an alleged boycott. I'm sorry, and then Coke and a bunch of other companies that that supported the Major League Baseball boycott of Atlanta which was bullshit from the beginning. We all know that Joe Biden lied about Atlanta. Uh, Stacey Abrams and so many others lied about Atlanta and about Georgia and said they were denying, they were committing uh, voter uh, suppression, intimidation, and Major League Baseball bowed to the pressure. The coward, uh, Rob Manford, bowed and pulled the game out. And then they had record turnout for the next election. It was always a lie. Um, These companies were cowardly. It was pathetic, but I don't remember people demanding you don't drink Coke or fly Delta Airlines. And there's a whole bunch of companies that supported that just because they're cowards. In this case, what Bud Bud Light did was spit in the face of its most loyal customers. What Bud Light did was give people a chance to act, to to, uh, stand on principle and make another choice. And it's really easy. As I've pointed out, I've been uh, for the last, whatever it is, three weeks, I've tried a whole bunch of different beers. That's my thing. I don't know how long it'll last, but I said, drink the local beer, go to a restaurant and and choose a craft beer, a local beer, a micro brew. There's some good ones. There's some bad ones, but it gives you a chance to try other things. If those aren't available, Coors Light, Miller Light, whatever. And I know most companies, they have their moments where they put the rainbow flag on the can or whatever. But no one has gone uh, all in on the woke insanity like Bud Light. Nobody has made the choice. And we got a face and a voice for it, too. That VP 
that loathsome Harvard woman, Alyssa Heiderscheid, I believe I got it right, who, and we heard from her, and she just, she's the face of this. She hasn't been fired yet, by the way. But people saw this, and they were insulted. They said that not only are they uh, uh, ignoring me, but they're insulting me. I don't, I don't buy in on this transgender insanity. I don't think Dylan Mulvaney is a woman. I certainly don't want to celebrate her and I don't want to see her on my can. Screw Bud Light. And they had, they had celebrities who were speaking for them. They had kid, we had Kid Rock taking a machine gun to the cases and Travis Tritt and, uh, and uh, John Rich and so many other celebrities. We had a few more over the weekend, by the way. We had Riley Green, who has a uh, uh, well-known country song. Uh, I wish grandpa's never died. Typical country song. Nice little country song. And uh, in it, there's a line of, I wish the coolers never ran out of Bud Light. He changed the lyrics to say, I wish coolers never ran out of Coors Light. And the crowd went wild. You had this other guy, a country guy that I'm not too familiar with, who uh, they threw the um, Bud Light can to him on stage. And apparently he doesn't drink. So he just, uh, Brantley Gilbert, all tatted up, kind of a badass looking country guy. They threw a can of Bud Light and he smashed it. Crowd went nuts. Then they threw a can of uh, Coors Light and he gave it to his drummer. His drummer shotgunned it and the crowd went nuts. People are all in on this. And I'll tell you why they're more motivated about this boycott than they were a week ago. is because the establishment, the rhinos, the, the, you know, the, the donor class has turned their backs on people who are, uh, uh, who are offended by Bud Light, who are not, are not going to drink Bud Light, who are done with Bud Light. Don Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Um, came out and said he doesn't support the boycott because Bud Light has donated to, um, let me get this story here. Because Bud Light's donated to um, conservatives. In fact, they've donated more to Republicans than Democrats. So he said, Don Jr. tweeted, he's not on board. Bud Light's a good company. That does nothing. And, and by the way, Don, Donald Trump Sr. has said nothing about this, while Ron DeSantis is all in. This is big. And I'll tell you what. When you hear the donor class and Donald Trump Jr. and other uh, rhinos, uh, I don't think Don Jr. is a rhino, but he is, he is um, concerned about donations. People are saying, the hell with donations. This is a culture war. People are fed up. They don't want to see this anymore. They don't want it shoved down there. They certainly don't want it on their can of Bud Light. So they're pushing back and they're saying, the hell with these corporate conservatives, these, these careful, these safe, these squishy Republicans, I think it's going to embolden people even more to walk away from Bud Light. And that, I think, is a glorious thing. Bud Light cases, I'm not sure how they track this, but year to year, cases sold of Bud Light is down 10.7%. We mentioned this the other day. I believe the market cap is still down Six billion dollars. This one is working. This one is different. I don't remember, and I've looked. I don't remember anything like this before. I don't remember it being that this this popular. I don't remember people being this motivated. And it's and it's because it's one reason is because it's so easy. 
Nike also made a deal with Dylan Mulvaney that people think, yeah, well, whatever Nike, I, I, you know, I have a couple of t-shirts or a hat, but Nike, but they don't really feel quite as strongly about this. And the other companies that are paying Dylan Mulvaney to mock women are women's companies, you know, Kate Spade, Tampax. I guess Nike would be the same thing because Nike paid Dylan Mulvaney to um, wear their sports bras. A man, a rail thin man who weighs about 72 pounds is now the, uh, the spokesperson for sports bras. Now that's just silly. That's just nonsense. And um, women should be insulted that Dylan Mulvaney gets paid to endorse Tampax. Dylan Mulvaney brags about sharing tampons with women in the women's room where he doesn't even belong, but that's beside the point. This is going to be a, 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 a test case and it's going to be a warning shot. It's, it's big for Bud Light and it's even bigger for the next Bud Light, the next company that thinks, you know what, the hell with our customer base, the hell with the, the country music fans and the hell with middle America and, and middle-class people. Let's pander to the, to the woke crowd on the two, on the, the coasts uh, in the, in the deep blue places. Let's put another trans person on a can. Let's, let's show another trans person in the bathtub. That won't happen at least for the time being. Now I know they want to get their corporate uh, equality index up. We all, we've been over that. What motivates these companies, the human rights campaign, the far left Soros backed organization that pays uh, that, that, uh, that rates companies, by how much they pander to the LBGTQ mafia. Uh, that matters, but this matters more, much, much more. I don't see Bud Light recovering anytime soon. Now they're not going away. It's the biggest beer company in the world. And it's this, this particular beer is the most popular beer in the country. At least it was, but we will see. I really don't think, uh, I really think this is different. I don't think this is going away. I don't think people are going to forget. I do think it's so much easier. I mentioned going to the Bruins game uh, a week ago and nobody was buying Bud Light at, at an NHL game. There was plenty of other beers available and they were drinking. And my crew, there was nine of us, nine, nine of us, and we all would have ordered Bud Light at a Bruins game and nobody did. That's anecdotal, I know, but it's real. People are pushing back. And I think they're enjoying this. They're enjoying making this company pay for spitting in their face, for insulting them, for pandering to these people that don't give a damn about Bud Light for the, uh, for the Democrat, Democrat response to this. And we mentioned this last week, throw that up on the screen. If you could, the four Democrats, including Ted Lou and Adam Schiff, two of the most detestable creatures in Congress. Um, they, uh, they put out a, a picture, a photograph of them drinking Bud Light, of them uh, each holding a, a bottle of Bud Light. It's the phoniest thing. Have you ever seen anyone look more uncomfortable with a beer in his hand than these four clowns? This is what's going to happen, and this is not a good thing for Bud Light. People in blue places, these kind of panders, they're going to drink Bud Light you know, for the cameras or for show. There'll be a little bump in, you know, Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, the Hamptons, in, uh, you know, Brentwood, there'll be a little bump 
in the deep blue places, but it sure ain't going to make up for the millions and millions of former Bud Light drinkers, people that used to, you know, drink a case a week. Those people have moved on and that is going to hurt. Let's get to uh, a couple of reactions. Uh, I mentioned Don Donald Trump senior mentioning nothing about this and Donald Trump junior asking people not to boycott um, the Republican, the National Republican Congressional Committee put out a tweet mocking Bud Light and saying it tastes like water. And they deleted it like two minutes later because somebody got to them and said, but, but, but they donate, they give. Um, Don Trump Jr. tweeted, here's the deal. Anheuser-Busch totally shit the bed with this Dylan Mulvaney thing. I'm not, though, for destroying an American, an iconic company for something like this. Well, I am. I'm, uh, uh, let me just say, I don't think it'll destroy the company, but it will make a statement and it will be a warning to the next company that you can't do this to your loyal customers. People aren't on board with radical transgenderism. They don't want it shoved in their face. They don't want to be lectured. They don't want a person like this, Alyssa Heiderschneid, telling you that you're a fratty and your humor is out of touch and uh, they must move on. They must be lighter and freer and more inclusive. She should have just given, you know, two middle fingers and said, here's to those former Bud Light drinkers, the real uh, customer base. They insulted every single one of them and lots of them are pushing back. We don't need to hear from Alyssa again. Let's hear from, uh, I want to hear from uh, Ron DeSantis because this is a test case too on Republicans. And uh, like I said, Don C, Don, Donald Trump's silent. He hasn't, he's probably, you know, listening to his advisors and his son and saying, what should I do here? These people donate a lot of money. DeSantis as usual does the right thing and reacts with humor. I'm pretty sure this is humor and sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> speaking of humor, I, I remind me not to forget the Saturday Night Live example because we have seen it. The lowest point of in the history, in the whatever it is, 50-something year history of SNL. And it's about this. It's it's a reaction to this. Uh, but this is DeSantis. I don't even know what you call this. This is a commercial. It's just a video. His campaign, or his, not his campaign, but his, uh, his team put out in reaction to the... Uh, Bud Light boycott, and uh, it's clear they're all in. Go ahead, play it. Dean DeSantis presents Real Man of Women's Sports. Today, we recognize the men who've hacked the system. Hacked the system. Once mediocre in the men's division, now cream of the crop in the women's. From mediocre to champion. You couldn't cut it with the boys, so you pushed women off the podium. Real man. Steal first place because without you, sports would be fair. Without you, women's sports would be for well, women. <laughs> that, that is pretty good. Not nothing too serious. And, he, and they have a fictional beer called what is it called? Heavy uh, Freedom Heavy. This is a whole spoof of the Real Men of Genius commercials. Right, Bud Light Real Men of Genius, which used to be Bud Light's thing, and now it's called Out of Touch Humor. You know all those funny commercials, Real Men of Genius. Those are out because we want to see Dylan Mulvaney in a bubble bath with a bikini on. <laughs> There's never been a more disastrous uh, uh, decision. A boy, a, a, and and by the way, the, this woman, and she still works there apparently. 
Uh, why she hasn't been thrown under the bus is beyond me because they say it didn't go to the top. We, we, uh, I don't know if we have time for the uh, statement from the CEO, a former Marine. And we got, and they put, put out a spot, a commercial. Yeah, let's do this if you have it. The Bud Light commercial, the Budweiser commercial. It is, it's more a visual, a video. You got Clydesdales and you got the St. Louis Arch and you got all kinds of uh, iconic American scenes and visuals, but it's like the ultimate uh, swing of the pendulum. How can we show our customers that we're still that company that they'd love for all these decades that we're you know, all American, red, white, and blue? Uh, no mention of, uh, you know, Dylan Mulvaney saying, what's this thing, March Madness? What do you mean? I, I guess it has something to do with sports. That, that could be the most insulting thing of all, mm. pretending that he doesn't know what March Madness is in a Bud Light commercial. God, that was insane. Anyway, Budweiser came out with a response and they just jammed all their most deep blue, deep red, white, and blue patriotic uh, images into one minute, uh, including, you know, Clydesdales and, and, you know, Statue of Liberty and you name it. There's even a 9-11 reference. Yeah, the Freedom Towers in the end. <laughs> the Freedom Towers, right. Let's uh, let's look a little, watch a little bit of this from uh, Bud Light in response to the backlash, to the uproar from their loyal customers. Go ahead. Let me tell you a story about a beer. Oops. I'm playing the wrong one. Give me one second. <laughs> it's a spoof. It's a spoof of the real one mixed with uh, the Dylan Mulvaney oh. thing. <laughs> See, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. It is. You know what? They tried too hard. <laughs> Most people. I mean, it's a nice little spot. It would have been fine if they started with this. But the response, what they what they haven't done is apologize. Which I assume they have a team of PR people uh, um, together, but they don't come out and flat out say, we're sorry. That was inappropriate. Didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's coming though. This, although the CEO did apologize and he made reference to his service, to his country and everything else. But do you have the actual spot they put out? Yeah, I'll have them one second. Um, This was a a deep fake. So I was like, Oh, here's the real commercial. And then they, they switched to Mulvaney. So I got duped. The, the, and I, I love the people saying, what's the big deal? They, 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 here, here's the bottom line as you get there. This is black and white. There's an easy, uh, an easy way to understand this. People on the other side, Dylan Mulvaney's side, they can't make a coherent argument. Same with Leah Thomas. These people don't make a coherent argument. They're not women. There are men, there are women. That's what most Bud Likers think, Bud Light drinkers think. Men don't belong in sports. That's what don't belong in women's sports. That's what most Bud Likers, Bud Light drinkers think. Uh, Boys don't belong in girls' locker rooms. Boys don't belong in girls' bathrooms. That's what most Bud Light drinkers think. That's where they come down. People like Dylan Mulvaney and uh, Alyssa Heiderschneid and and the people who decided to, to form this partnership they're in the vast, tiny, little minority, and they uh, insult real Bud Light drinkers when they say things like, like, like that, like Dylan Mulvaney's a girl. It's, they, it's just not true. It's not coherent. It's not honest. It's not real. It's that simple. 
It's not a complicated thing. It's not a layered, nuanced thing. It's simple. Dylan Mulvaney's not a girl. Aaliyah Thomas is not a girl. It's unfair, unjust what he did to the girls in the pool. People get it. They understand it. They they see the truth. Uh, and they see this attempt, this over-the-top attempt at a makeup call from Budweiser. Let's watch. Let me tell you a story about a beer (laughs) rooted in the heart of America, found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract, brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow, raised by generations willing to sip Share, risk, remember. (laughs) This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. (laughs) Imagine having the Clydesdales and throwing them all away. (laughs) Uh, No kidding. Well, they they canceled an appearance from the Clydesdales last week because they were afraid of right-wing violence, (laughs) which (laughs) never actually happens. But... That's their response. And the CEO, Brendan Whitworth, Marine vet said, quote, we never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. You put Dylan Mulvaney in a bathtub and you don't think you're going to divide people. How tone deaf, how stupid can you get? (laughs) Um, I want to get to, I want to get to Joe Rogan because normally he's sensible. And lately he's been uh, making a lot more sense. But boy, be wrong about this. And we'll get to the insanity, the mayhem in Chicago and Elon Musk on with uh, with Tucker. It was it was riveting. Musk is just a fascinating, fascinating man. But uh, first, a recession proof investment without compromise. European American Armory Corp or EAA Corp has specialized in providing high quality, innovative and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. First time gun owner, no problem. EAA Corp all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of your hard-earned money. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Now let's get to this Rogan thing and then we'll move on from Bud Light. I'm just enjoying the hell out of this. What can I say? I've never I've never been part of the boycott. I've never been part of any successful thing like this. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. Democrats enjoy this stuff all the time. They cancel Aunt Jemima. You starting to you starting to get it? <laughs> and Uncle Ben. And I, don't, I, I still don't understand that. I don't either. Uh, uh, Greg Kelly did that one night. He had all the 
black iconic black figures on on products or minorities because they had the the Indian woman on the Land Lakes. They've canceled all the black ones, and uh, there's still all kinds of white people on products. Again, because it's racism. Let's get rid of all the black people, including someone like Aunt Jemima, this entrepreneur who I believe died a millionaire, built up a company, mm. and they cancel her because they had thought having her picture on the syrup was somehow racist. They cancel things for no reason. They cancel things uh, for that make no sense. This makes sense. Canceling. <laughs> Or boycotting, but well, it's just so it's so funny that they have Dylan Mulvaney on, who's like, I don't know what March Madness is, and they're like, Oh crap, we got to fix this, and like, Let me tell you about a beer I have. <laughs> like, they just completely well, switch it up. Uh, as as uh, Lauren Bobert tweeted out uh, a picture <laughs> of of, uh, of a can of Bud Light with Pat Tillman on it, said this oh. is what they should have done. There's so many ways they could have gone. If they put Pat Tillman on it or, or even like Robert O'Neill or you name it, there's all kinds of iconic Americans. You know, you could put the, uh, if you want to uh, make it about race, put the Tuskegee Airmen on there. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if they're, they're gone. Pat Tillman's gone. Uh, you know, there's so many ways you could celebrate Americans that, would, that wouldn't insult your customers. What the hell has Dylan Mulvaney done? They've sent her a can, they said, to celebrate a milestone, 365 days of insulting and mocking women. That's their idea of a milestone. Just so, it's so insane that a billion, multi-billion dollar corporation could be this dumb and tone deaf that they could actually go through with this deal, uh, uh, launch this partnership and think it was going to work. Here's, here's why I know. I'm, I'm on the right side because the people on the other side, as I mentioned, make no sense. It's just incoherent. They're trying because people don't want to, you know, they don't, they don't want to uh, get in bed with the far right. They don't want to be on the same side as, as Lauren Boebert or, uh, or Matt Walsh or, uh, or Jerry Callahan. They want to be, no, 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 they wouldn't do that. So they're going to be, they're going to find a way to belittle the boycott and, and, and make it, uh, seem like petty, you know, nonsense. Joe Rogan, who again, he's smart, makes a lot of sense. Usually his argument against this is just so stupid. I don't even know where to begin. Let's listen to a little bit of it. It's a, it's on his podcast, I believe a week or two ago talking about why he is not boycotting Bud Light. Go ahead. Do you have any beer? Hey, here? Yeah. You want a beer? I take a light. Beer. Okay. Let's yeah. get, get some Bud Lights. Let's uh, do this. Yeah. In support of Bud Light in their time Let's of stress. Let's be allies by getting a little day Let's drug. <laughs> We're going to be allies. Yeah. You know, because Kid Rock and Travis Tritt have put the fucking hammer down. I know. They're really fucking fighting the good fight, man. Here's my take. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> like, what you're, what you're doing, what they're doing is just spreading the brand to uh, an extra group of people. Yeah. Why, if something is good, do you give a fuck who's got it? Like, would we do this with cheesecake? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there was, like, a bomb-ass cheesecake and all of a sudden, you know, some radical group like uh -huh. Antifa really got into the cheesecake, we'd be like, fuck this. Yeah. And if the, like, if the Cheesecake Factory sent Antifa a cheesecake, you yeah. know, for 10 more years of chaos, you know, like, <laughs> like a celebratory, a celebratory. Yeah. If only ISIS had bear claw donuts, yeah. I'm still eating those fucking But on the donuts. other hand, I... I got to be honest with you, Jerry. I don't completely disagree with him. 
It's okay. It's, it's wrong uh, for one simple reason. If they put Antifa, I know it's an extreme example. Yeah. No one would buy that cheesecake. No one would eat that. cheese. I should say no one no. probably, you know, Adam Schiff and Ted Lewis probably <laughs> yeah. still be, take pictures of themselves eating it, but that cheesecake company would go under in a week if they put Antifa. And I know again, extreme example, but that's a, a good argument for the boycott because the company insults their customers. You put Antifa on your box or you celebrate an anniversary, a milestone for Antifa, you're done. So, and that's, uh, that's analogous. Dylan Mulvaney insulted the customers and they said, you know, what's really easy to do. Drink a different beer. You would eat a different cheesecake. The company that put Antifa on the box would fail miserably, dramatically. It's an idiotic argument from Joe Rogan. Makes so, no sense. So the I, other guy, whoever it is, I don't said, know who that if, is. Yeah. If ISIS endorsed the bear claw, I'd still eat it. Yeah. I mean, I know he's just being whatever extreme, but no, that would be it. It'd be over if they sent ISIS a bear claw. To, I mean, you could do better than that. You really could. You, the only argument against it is all the companies are woke. Miller, Coors, they're all woke. You know. Uh, and and Anheuser Busch owns half of the beer companies out there. So if you want to drink beer, you better do your homework to find one that's not woke. That's an argument, a good argument. But you got to pick your fights, and this is a good fight. This is an effective fight. That's why I'm all in, and I feel the momentum has shifted, and it's on our side. And Bud Light is that spot you just played. That's one of many. We're going to see a series of pandering spots mm. and statements begging their customers come to come back and you're going to see a lot of anecdotal evidence that people have bailed bars that stop carrying it. People that stop selling it. People are going to sh shift over to the cores or Miller or Yingling. And they're going to say, this isn't bad. I'm done. I'm moving on. And yeah. that's it. This, I don't even think we can grasp the, the, the magnitude of this movement if it works, but right, we have but, to move. I have so much to get to. Why'd you let me go this long? I guess I'm enjoying it. First time, in a long first time ever, I feel like conserve Republicans, conservatives, decent people, uh, you know, hardworking people in middle America are actually making a difference. People are actually going to listen to them. That's the beauty of this. Every other company, you're on notice. You want to put Dylan Mulvaney on your product. You want to get in bed with the transgender movement. Good luck. People are paying attention. Now, let's get to Chicago. Um, Big, this is a milestone I'm celebrating. Day one, where I am done with Chicago. I'm done. I don't care. I don't care if the whole city burns to the ground. They voted for this. They had their chance. Uh, as we know, there was an election a couple of weeks ago, and they elected this radical, Brandon Johnson, a defund the police radical, who uh, makes excuses, who apologizes for violence. Um, they, they, and, and you know who voted for him? You look at the electoral map. All the bad neighborhoods, the neighborhoods, the districts where the crime is occurring, those are the places that voted for this for to continue crime. They want they voted for murder. They voted for mayhem. They voted for robbery. They voted for chaos. And they got it. At some point, we all have to say, you guys, you guys wanted this. You got it over the weekend. If you haven't seen it. And, and I know these videos, you almost become numb to them the videos of crime and shoplifting and rioting and assaults. Um, the, 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 the cell phone camera sure has changed the world. We get to see it. 
And uh, the latest one, the latest couple out of Chicago are just so disturbing. Over the weekend, a gang of about, they're estimating about 400 um, youths. I guess they're not all youths, youths, because all the arrests weren't youths, youths. Um, And they caused mayhem, crime. They tried to break in and destroy the art museum. You could see them jumping on cars. You could see them... uh, they burned a couple of cars. They jumped on a bus, just completely out of control. Uh, this is uh, uh, from CAG News uh, in Chicago. It says, uh, the Millennial Park area briefly descended in a chaos Saturday night as a social media-fueled event called Teen Takeover spiral out of control, leaving two people shot and several beaten. An estimated hundreds to thousands of mostly teenagers uh, flocked to the district, which bans those under 21 at a certain time. They arrested 15. Um, they blocked traffic, several injuries, two people shot. It's just total insanity, chaos, mayhem. And, you know, people are going to avoid it, obviously. Um, yeah, two teens shot, nobody dead. I believe 35 shot over the weekend in Chicago. Do you hear anything from Ayanna Presley on that? Anything from uh, Joe Biden or Karine Jean-Bierre on that? Of course not. It's black on black crime and they don't care about that. But there is, there was at least one black on white assault, a woman, and you can't see her too well, but there's a white woman who is uh, attacked here. And if it, you know, if the races were reversed, it'd be the biggest story in the country. Of course, um, this is from uh, out of Chicago, CWB this morning. An alarming video has emerged, shows a woman being attacked by a group of young people in downtown Chicago. We're showing the footage now. They're having fun. They're posting it. They're laughing and they're beating up a white woman who's trying to get into her building. Um, The footage is included in a sort of, quote, brag tape of video clips recorded during a large group incident in the loop on Saturday night after the attack of the woman at 129 North Wabash. Uh, Another clip shows a man punching a bus driver through a shattered window. Another one shows young people jumping on an SUV. They are trying, the media, some in the media, are trying to find the identity of this woman. She's in the middle of that pack, getting her ass kicked. Young guys, teenage boys, kicking her, punching her, pulling her hair, stealing her stuff. Imagine how big this would be if those were all white kids and one black woman. It'd be, that'd be like, you know, the biggest story of the year. Um, but no, um, uh, the mayor who is outgoing, the outgoing mayor, Lori Lightfoot, the space alien took offense when someone asked her about the mayhem. What did she, what offended her? Was it the, you know, the violence was the, the you know, the fatherlessness in the community? No, you know what insulted her? The word mayhem. She said, she didn't agree with that term. It was just a bunch of kids out, you know, rambunctious teens. Like I said, it's worse now. I believe Walmart closed four stores in the area. You mentioned a Walmart in a, in a working class neighborhood closing out. That, that hurts. That hurts people that are looking for cheap stuff, food, farm, you know, a pharmacy. It's gone because of the out of control crime. 
that's that's painful. But hey, again, they deserve it. They voted for it. Listen to this. This was a while ago, but this is the mayor now. The guy they just voted for. He's asked about looting. He won't even condemn looting. It's just, you know, a lack of opportunity, making excuses for these criminals who are beating people and and damaging property. This is what they voted for. This is what they got. Listen to this nut. Go ahead. Loot because they that's how they can eat? The real answer is how do we make sure the question is how do we make sure that people can eat? Look, no one is gonna condone um, you know, behavior that, that quite frankly speaks to a level of desperation. So you're not people you're not condoning not, looting. I'm saying that people are acting out of desperation. We don't want a society that is acting out of desperation, but you have to pay attention to the cries that people have. By so you're, you're not that, condoning looting. Th- there's no way to, to, to embrace that. What I'm saying is you can't condone the looting that corporations continue to do every single day when they take tax dollars from black, brown, white folks all over the city of Chicago so that they can turn a profit. <laughs> There's your mayor that you got, you voted for him. You, you chose him. You got what you voted for. I don't care anymore. Burn it to the ground, you know, beat that, that destroy all the, all the cars, the buses, the buildings. He says the looting by the corporations who take the tax dollars from black and brown people. Does this moron think that corporations take tax dollars? I'm pretty sure that's the government there, chief. <laughs> He wouldn't condemn looting, looting, man. I, any, anyone who can afford to get out of Chicago as the means has to get out. Now it is going to get worse and it's going to be fun when they have the convention there in the summer of 2024, the Democrats are holding the convention. I know they'll try to clean it up, but you can only clean up so much. That is just incredible. Uh, the mayor who won't even condemn Neither mayor, the one they get, they just voted out, or the new one who's worse. Neither of them would condemn uh, looting. Uh, I'm going to tell you uh, the biggest story in the uh, country right now, or at least on CNN. I just they just uh, led the news with it, and it's it's um, going to get bigger. Unfortunately, uh, there's a um, uh, a kid in Kansas City, his name is Ralph Carl. He's fighting for his life. It's a very sad story. He was um, shot in the head by a 84-year-old man because he uh, supposedly went to the wrong house. He was picking up his siblings. He rang the doorbell. I don't know all the details, but the guy, the owner, uh, and, and the guy does not look with it. He looks like an 84-year-old man who was probably confused and shot someone for ringing his doorbell. He's arrested. He's, he's going to be charged. The hell with him. It sounds like a uh, brutal overreaction. You know, he's probably going to die in prison and well, he should. Uh, but this is so important because the kid's black and the shooter's white. So that means Ayanna Presley's tweeting about it. That means Joe Biden's inviting the family of Ralph Yarl to the uh, white house. That means, uh, CNN, MSNBC are going wall to wall on it because one uh, dementia riddled old man shot a kid. Very tragic. The kid's alive. Hopefully, he pulls through. By all accounts, it was a good kid and he didn't deserve this. Uh, but that's one kid in Kansas City. You know, there are 
dozens of kids every weekend shot in Chicago. Ayanna Presley never tweets about that. Joe Biden doesn't invite any of those people to the White House. He doesn't go there either. Neither does Kamala Harris. They don't care about that. If they can't use it for political purposes, if they can't divide people along racial lines, which is the thing they love to do best, then they don't care. Um, but this story I just read about this morning, I haven't seen anybody, any Democrat tweeting about this at all. Uh, this was uh, in the New York Daily News this morning. A young woman looking for a friend's house was shot and killed in upstate New York after she and her friends turned down the wrong driveway, police said. Kaylin Gillis, 20, was riding in a car in Washington County Saturday night with three other people. Uh, the group turned down a driveway in Hebron, but quickly realized their error and attempted to leave. Uh, it's a very rural area, dirt roads. But as they were leaving, the homeowner stepped outside onto the porch and fired two bullets at the vehicle. One of the bullets struck Gillis. Uh, the group called 911. Uh, they were unable to save Gillis. The shooter, Monahan, 65, was not cooperative. He would not talk to Perdoles. They had a bit of a standoff. After an hour, he surrendered. He was charged with second-degree murder. So he's being charged with murder, just like the old guy in Kansas City. Both tragic, both just uh, just uh, unfathomable why the people would shoot. I'm just going to guess today no one's going to hear about uh, Caitlin Gillis. I'm going to guess Ayanna Presley and Liz Warren and AOC won't mention this poor girl's, this poor woman's name. But you get you get ready because Ralph Yarl, they're all, the, the family has already hired Ben Crump that ambulance chase and racial arsonist, he's already on the scene doing interviews. So get ready. This, this, the, the old man's in custody. The old man's facing charges. I, I don't know what they want other than to use it to make it seem like this country is in the middle of a race war, which is what Democrats love to do. All right, we got to move. We got to move. Let me do share them. We'll get to Tucker with Elon and uh, we'll tell you about the return of one of the uh, brain dead senators. One of them's back and, uh, and everyone's so happy to see you. Uh, but first, well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down. Shea concrete. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. As I said, I could listen to Elon Musk talk all day. There's something about watching, listening to the smartest guy in the world, the most ambitious guy, a guy who's just gotten so much done. I watch him. And you know what I do when I watch Musk? 
I think about how you get from being what he was. He was a smart kid from South Africa, went to Canada and ended up in the U S and ended up uh, creating PayPal, I believe. And, you know, just, uh, just a, a real motivated, hardworking guy. But I think of a 400 foot rocket that was supposed to shoot off into space. How do you get to the point where you build rockets uh, it didn't shoot, it didn't go off, they didn't launch it yesterday, but they will. He's launched many rockets. How do you invent Tesla? You know, how do you just, where do you start? Most people his age, my age, you know, they could, they could, I, I used to be able to change my oil. I could change a flat back in the day. I'm still proud of that. My kids can't believe I used to actually change my own oil. How do you invent? How do you build Tesla and then make it, one of the world's biggest car companies. I believe the uh, Tesla market cap passed as a Toyota a GM uh, recently. It's just incredible success. And it's not like he just invented something, just invented something one day by, you know, in the lab. He built the company, which is worldwide and Teslas are everywhere. And uh, they're, they've changed the world. They're cool electric cars, fast electric cars. People who own them love them. He did that. He did the rockets. Now he's trying to do AI, as he explained. He's just the ultimate achiever. And it's something to behold. He bought Twitter legitimately to protect, to save free speech in this country. He overpaid for it, as he admits, but he did it because he just never rests. He's just an amazing uh, doer. That's what he is. A maker, a doer, a guy, an achiever. Just a remarkable, uh, the, 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 uh, the market cap of, uh, Tesla is now 583 billion. Um, just started it from scratch. This amazing guy, but he talked all about AI and it's kind of scary. If you don't know, understand about AI, like I don't, he did simplify it nicely. And he talked about the danger, but, uh, talked about a lot of things talked about Twitter, by the way and said the government had full access to everybody's DMs, not just their tweets and their, but their direct messages. Can you believe that all these government agencies and not just the US government, other government agencies had access because they were in a partnership with the uh, authoritarians who ran Twitter. They could see everybody's DMs. That is chilling. And now he's working on a way to uh, use encrypted DMs. Uh, I know I'll never do that. I know I will never even try to figure that out, but uh, he is a hero. He is a hero, an American hero. He can never be president because he wasn't born here, but we would be in a better place if uh, more people listen to Musk. He makes a lot of sense. What do we got from last night, Iron Ed? Uh, is him talking about um, uh, the government tentacles being on social media and Zuckerberg and all that. Oh, Zuckerberg. Yeah, it took a good shot at Zuckerberg. I mean, Tucker asked the question, which, you know, like, why don't other companies open up and why aren't they more honest? And he points out Zuckerberg's a Democrat sugar daddy. He's a stooge for the Biden regime. He got Biden elected. You think that guy's going to allow uh, free and open discourse on his uh, platform? Not a chance, but it was uh, you know, fascinating. And I always look at him and say, like, what's this day like? Don't you watch Musk? And I mean, I know he probably works 18 hours a day, but what is his day like? Does he ever just, you know, just whatever kick back and 
you know, have a beer and watch a game or watch a stupid comedy or something? Or is he just working 24 seven? But whatever he's doing, it's working, but let's watch some of it. Why doesn't Facebook do this? I know that Zuckerberg has said, and I take him at face value, that he, I, I, well, I do, I do actually in this way, that he is a kind of old-fashioned liberal who doesn't like to censor. He has, but he, you know, like, why wouldn't a company like that take the stand that you have taken, which is pretty rooted in American traditional political custom, you know, for free speech? My understanding is that um, Zuckerberg spent uh, $400 million in the last election, nominally in a get-out-the-vote campaign, but really fundamentally in support of Democrats. Is that accurate or not accurate? That is accurate. Yes. Does that sound unbiased to you? No, it doesn't. Yes. He's great. He's good. Don't you feel like he's telling the truth when he talks? Certain guys, certain people do that. You talk and you feel like you don't feel any bullshit coming off them. You know, it's like the opposite of, you know, Joe Biden or, or uh, a cringe on Pierre. You feel like he's telling you the truth. Uh, but I, yes, I was, uh, I, I underestimated Tesla's market cap. This is from CNBC um, increased by more than 500 billion in 2020. And it's now worth as much as the combined market cap of the nine largest car companies globally. So it's the biggest car company in the world. He started it. He's still going and he just never rests. And he talked a lot about AI and how he's working on uh, opening up uh, AI to show the way his company called open AI wants everyone wants full transparency. So everybody can see what's coming and be prepared. But uh, uh, we never got to the SNL skit from the uh, non-binary, non-funny member. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. And uh, we'll quickly show us, let's watch the return to the U.S. Senate of John Fetterman. If you thought he was going to look different, maybe clean up his act a little and look professional, you were wrong. Here he is arriving at the Senate. Bagging triple X shorts, hooded sweatshirt, staggering, wandering, shuffling into the Senate office building. How do you go back to work after two months off and not look presentable? How do you go in like that? Wouldn't you like to at least fool some people who would like to think maybe you're, you're, you're all better. I think they're going for the nothing's changed. Look, looks like he's going to walk into the wall. (laughs) Nothing's changed. I'm just going to predict it ain't going to last. It's like, it's like when you see a real bad drunk who goes into rehab and gets out and they're like really shaky. You say, that's not going to work. Not going to hold. It's I'm sure his meds are, you know, going to hold could be okay for a little while, but. Fetterman's going to be taking another leave of absence, I predict, before long. He's just not well. He just does not belong in the Senate. It's too bad the people around him are pushing him in this, into this situation. It is sad. All right, that will do it for today for us. Um, thanks to everyone for watching and, uh, and texting and commenting. Congratulations on everybody who ran the marathon, including Zidane Chara and Doug Flutie and thousands of others in the rain, in the cold. It was a great day. 10-year anniversary of the marathon bombing. I love that day. I do love that day. I hate this day. This is tax day. So uh, enjoy your tax day. Get your money in there. You got a lot of uh, a lot of things to pay for in Biden's America. But uh, thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? 
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.